like for me, like even though I feel tired and I feel like don't touch me right now because I've seriously been touched all day, like I have to understand that Jeff feels connected whenever we are intimate. Remember when you first said I do and how in love you were? Then came kids, work, responsibilities, and laundry. Suddenly your marriage became the last thing on your priority list. Are you wanting more out of your marriage? We are Jeff and Mandy Rose, and we want to show you how to design your perfect marriage. Join us on our challenges of adventure, commitment, faith, and yes, intimacy. We want to help you make your marriage more. Wow, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. (laughs) I wasn't going to quite start it like that. Like I was... I was going to be like, gosh, Jeff, you should really step up your like father game. You're just like so lazy all the time. I feel like, gosh, how could you be so lazy? I mean, I'm the husband. I work. I don't change diapers. I don't mess with kids. It's because I'm the house manager. I mean, I'm, I take that role very seriously. Do not mess with me. I will fire you on the spot. Bam. What's going on, <laughs> Marriage More community? Here we are back again with another podcast. Episode two of season two. Yeah. And if you if you missed the reference uh, to what we were just talking about, then you obviously didn't catch our uh, TLC series last night that debuted. Bum bum. Bum 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 bum. Bum bum. You would have had to watch to understand that little first combo. Yeah. So I think for those that don't know that uh, we agreed to be on a uh, reality show that was recorded just under a year ago. And, you know, I think really our main focus, our main emphasis for even agreeing to do that, because, I mean, you're asking, that's a lot. You know, when you're bringing cameras into your house and you've got young kids and you've got a family, I mean, that's a big deal. And that's something that we did not take lightly. I mean, this is something that we thought about, we prayed about, we sought counsel. I think we almost, actually, we did say no. We said no a lot. It was like a six-month negotiation process. We kept saying no and they kept coming back. And they kept making it look more appealing. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and we were like, it is confusing because we were like, is that God? Is God saying like, he's not letting this opportunity go by us? Or is this just like they're really want us on the show? Yeah. And I think, you know, for us is that just through this podcast, you know, through the Marriage More Facebook group and just through the Marriage More blog, I mean, we've had so many people contact us and or just in the Facebook group, you know, just share some of the struggles that they are going through in their marriage. And I know a lot of times, like I'll read, you know, what they're going through and I can relate. I can empathize because I feel like we were there at one time in our marriage, you know, not every single situation, but I feel like there was a lot of times when I could just relate to them and my heart like went out to them because I know like where we were at and I know how we were able to navigate through that. And I just kind of felt like with this this podcast and this community that we've opened up to is just a safe place for couples can go. And for us to be able to get that message out through this show, I just, you know, that for me, and I think for us, like that was one of the main motivations just because we see marriages that are struggling and we wanted just to bring light. Obviously, our marriage is not perfect by any stretch, but we just thought that we had something to share and hopefully, uh, you know, show people that have kids. Because, I mean, how many times have we get comments from people that they only have one kid or two kids and they, they just talk about how stressed they are and like, I don't know how you guys do it with four kids. And we just kind of laugh because like, we don't know how we do it either. <laughs> yeah. Like some days we're not doing it. We're literally not doing it. <laughs> like only, only God is how, I mean, only God, you know, is how, how we do it. 
not to it, but <laughs> again, not surprising from your mouth. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think one of the things that we wanted to talk about was because uh, <laughs> I feel like this is the uh, it is my clip that is being used as like the main commercial part of the commercial promoting the show and. You know, I feel like a lot of the uh, the storyline is about the lack of intimacy, you know, in, in the Rose household. And and I think, I, I mean, you can go and listen to a previous podcasts and we talk about, uh, that's one of our first podcasts. We talk about just, I guess, sex and how we've, I mean, it's been one of the main things that we fought about in our marriage, you know, sex and, and money, finances. I, th- I think a lot of couples could probably relate to either both of those or one of those, you know, as one of the struggles in uh, in their marriage. But that's something that, you know, we've fought about, we've talked about, we've prayed about. Uh, we did the uh, seven-day sex challenge, which I think we had some people in the Marriage More community take part in that, not like together. That's such a dumb idea. <laughs> dumb idea. I think it was amazing, actually. <laughs> uh, actually, shout out to uh, Tony and Lisa from One Extraordinary Marriage, because they're the ones that turned us on to it, because they did the 60-day? It's a 60-day sex challenge? Yeah, this is why I'm not friends with them anymore. 60-day sex challenge? I don't know if they're listening to this. We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, if you if you Google a uh, 60-day sex challenge, uh, you'll find the podcast. I think they also have a, an ebook on that topic. They did not make it the full 60 days. I don't want to, like, burst the bubble, but I think they did it, like, 47 of the 60 days. That's, like, so not reality. It happened, though. Well, maybe when your kids are grown or you don't have kids or it's, like, your honeymoon and you started from there, that's easy. But their kids are older. I think their kids are in high school. So. Yeah. I feel like when our kids are in high school, I'm totally going to want you a lot more. I'm putting that on the calendar. You should because, but just give me a little bit of leeway right now. <laughs> putting that on the calendar. I hope you have a calendar for 2029. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I would, I think the one thing I just want to address as far as the lack of intimacy in the Rose household is. Well, wait, can we back up? Like, I feel like we just are kind of feeling like it might be fun to do like an episode recap. I don't really know if we'll do it every time, but it just felt fun. We were like, hey, you know, we're watching the show with you guys. We did get a chance to, it's been online since last week. So we have seen every episode, but we watched last night. Um, you know, we are just seeing it pretty much the same time you guys are. And so it's just fun. I thought it would be fun to just recap because I don't think we can talk about any future episodes until it airs, but we can definitely talk about what happened on the last episode. Mm-hmm. So episode one. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I mean, episode one, I think, uh, had our kids getting haircuts. I mean, nothing too exciting about that other than our oldest son in his uh, hair flip, which is his signature move. <laughs> you have to watch the show. No one talking about. But I think, you know, one of the things they really are addressing or want to address is intimacy or lack of intimacy. In with marriage. Us, in a marriage. Yeah. And, and with us specifically. And I mean, and I think there was a comment, if I recall verbatim, that, you know, we haven't been intimate for a while. That was a comment out of your mouth. Out of my mouth. But see, this is what they forgot to follow up with. Like, this is why I love editing, right? Because and this is the reason I was worried about doing any kind of show, because they can cut out anything they want to, or they can replace it with words like, for instance, after you said that, like, we joked a lot about how Jeff Rose's definition of a while is like anything longer than three days. And so that was like a huge part of every interview we did, like just kidding around about, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I do not need it that much. There's no joke here. Like intimacy for me, like I'm good with like once a week. Like Jeff, though, like anything that is long, if it's been a week, it has been a year for him. <laughs> And so we don't really feel like I have to justify that to anyone. But I think a lot of people in marriages who have young kids can relate to that, that the feeling of being tired and just being spent and everything that you have given during the day to your kids. And by the time that you get to bed, it's really hard as a mom to be like, okay, 
okay, now I'm ready. Let's do it. You know, because you're just so tired. And so I think that the show takes that. I think they're obviously exaggerating that in our story, but I don't think that it's not something that people can relate to. So, I mean, does it bug me? It only bugs me because it's not the truth about us. Like the truth about us is that I still have to do it with this man like two to three times a week or he's unhappy. Like, I'm not going to lie. If it was a while, hey, I'd probably hey, be okay with it. You have to do it or you get to I do get it. To. I mean, I just need it less than you. But I think the part that I do like about it is just that it does shine light on an issue that I think I think a lot of marriages are struggling with. And that is true. It might not be exactly true for us. And no matter how we're edited, you know, I don't think it's ever going to truly be showing exactly who we are. But I do think it's something that people can relate to. Yeah. And like it was something, though, that we we struggled with not in the sense that we weren't doing it but it was the the feelings and the emotions and the hurt that went along with me feeling i wasn't getting enough and you maybe feeling like an object and it just i mean there's that's kind of where a lot of it came from and just kind of put it more into present day i mean we have four children four children 10 years and younger so i mean we are busy nonstop. And by the time, our bedtime for our kids during school is eight o'clock, which means by the time we get them all into bed, it's usually eight forty-five, nine o'clock. By the time we get them their, their drinks and they go to the bathroom and they did this and, you know, we talk to them and answer their 37 questions each. And then we pray for them. The whole bedtime experience is, I know like that's one of the most impressionable times with our children, but it's still one of, if not the most exhausting time. I don't mind getting up in the mornings. I kind of enjoy the morning chaos because I feel like it kind of gets me going. You know, like I'm up, I'm awake, you know, because I know like the sooner that we get them ready out the door, like we can start our day. (laughs) But in the evening time, like that's, I just feel like that's usually when we both want to decompress. But yet there's this power hour of having to get them to bed and and, and get them to stay in bed. Where after that, I mean, it's like, oh man, I'm just... Like, I'm exhausted. I mean, I'm exhausted, but your idea of exhausted is, like, what makes you feel better is, like, making out. And what makes me feel better is, like, closing my eyes. Which is, like, really, like, listen, this is typical marriage, right? Like, I just want to cuddle at the end of the day when those kinds of things happen, and you just want to do it. I mean, this is, like, I feel like this is every marriage. And if your marriage is not like this, then you're amazing, and you're awesome, and you must, like, just totally, like be way better than us. (laughs) That's what I feel like. It's like, I feel like people can relate to it, you know? Yeah. And I think this could be for both the husband or wife. I mean, not every marriage is going to, uh, to feel this, but you know, I'd say typically there is going to be one spouse that wants it more than the other. And when that spouse does not get it, or it does not feel like the feeling is reciprocated, you know, they can feel rejected you know, as and not wanted, uh, not desired. And that's a real feeling that many couples have and they struggle with. And what has really helped now is that, I mean, obviously having four kids is that, you know, we it's just an open conversation. It's an open dialogue of, you know, Mandy has a good sense of, you know, where I'm at. And, you know, she knows that I, I do want her and, you know, want to be intimate with her and, uh, you know, just uh, to feel that closeness with her. You know, so we just have that open discussion about, all right, hey, uh, we don't like put it on the calendar per se, but I mean, there are times we'll say, hey, let's try to shoot for Tuesday night or Wednesday night. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. But then I also think just having that open 
communication about it has allowed you to respect the fact that sometimes I am too tired, you know, that like before you took it as rejection, that you took it like, oh, she doesn't want me versus holy cow, did you see what she had to deal with today with the kids? Like she's tired. It's not me. And I feel like the only thing that has helped us like navigate those waters is definitely communicating about it. But you have to be in a place where you can communicate about it without feeling like you're accusing each other of something. So like it's just like you have to be willing to listen to each other, willing to be open to what your spouse is saying and how they're feeling and realizing that like, okay, even though you feel like for me, like even though I feel tired and I feel like don't touch me right now because I've seriously been touched all day. Like I have to understand that Jeff feels connected whenever we are intimate. And so sometimes I'm going to have to sacrifice being tired because his needs are important as well. And that doesn't mean every time, but then sometimes he has to sacrifice his need to be wanting to be intimate with me because he knows that he needs to just cuddle me and love me because I've had a long day. And so those kind of conversations have helped us, I feel like, just open the door to being able to not fight about sex like we used to. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, sorry, I've, I've been thinking about something I want been, I've been wanting to say for the last thirty-seven seconds. Oh, okay. I, so you weren't really I, listening to me. You're just thinking of your next comment. What I want to say was those times that you are tired, that you've had a long day, but you realize that you know it has been a few days. It's been a while <laughs> since we've been intimate. Your definition of a and while. And you're like, okay, you know what? I know I'm tired, but. I know my husband loves me. I love him. So we're going to do this. 97.9% of the times, how does it usually end when we are intimate? Is this a question you're asking me or a rhetorical <laughs> question? <laughs> or a question for a private podcast? <laughs> I'm just saying, daddy delivers. Oh my gosh, please don't. That's all I want to say. <laughs> you just what you wanted to say this whole time? <laughs> you have issues. You have very, very big issues. And meaning that, you know, it's not just about me. I'm making sure that we are connected, that, you know, we're into this and it's all good. And Well, I mean, I think a lot of the way that I look at it has... And I don't know, this is probably because I'm a mom and I see everything through the lens of a mother. But I think about my kids and I think about, okay, there are times when my kids need crap that I do not want to do it. Like, I just want to like, oh, you need milk and a sippy cup? Oh, get that yourself. Oh, wait, you can't because you're four, you know? And so I'm like, what are the things that I do for my kids out of love? Because they can't do it themselves or because I want them to feel loved or I want them to know that they're loved. And it kind of is the same thing like with intimacy with your partner or any situation with your partner. I mean, yes, there are times I'm too tired, but there are also times when I have to to realize like I want Jeff to feel loved and I want him to know that he is loved. And so does that make sense? Like I looked at it like through the lens of a mother, like not like I'm treating you like a child. Right. But I am the house manager, so you you will be fired if you if you mess up. <laughs> I think the other thing too is that there definitely was a time I mean, with Parker, our first son, and then going into our second son, where you know Mandy was. I mean, she did almost everything. You know, she's the she would wake up with them. It's like she would take care of bath time. I, I would say eighty percent of the time. I mean, she did all the doctor's appointments. I mean, that's just kind of who she was, and which we now realize and is that she just wasn't comfortable asking for help. You know, she just kind of did it all. And then, you know, with our third son and finally, you know, our daughter, 
I mean, I think it, it finally hit a breaking point with her, where she realized like she can't do it all. And I was, just, it was hard for me, I think, to just see that or realize that. I don't know. Just maybe I just was blind to it, and just because that just was our routine. But I mean, the last few years, I mean, we've had some really, really good open discussions about who does what and how can I help her and vice versa. But just re- realizing, I mean, she's one person with four kids. Like it is unreasonable to think that she's going to be in charge of everything, you know, bath times and cooking and showers and homework and everything else that goes along with that. So, I mean, just to kind of like, I don't want to stick up for myself, but uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, I mean, I really feel you should, like, I want to stick up for you. And I know it's it's probably typical, like a wife always wants to defend her husband. But I truly do feel in this situation that you aren't represented truly to who you are. Because I do think that you used to be that way, very much so. Like, you used to be... Oh, let her take care of it. That's her personality. She's kind of a control freak. Like she's got it under control. I'll just sit back over here like, hey. And we did operate like that. But absolutely, that is not how we've operated. I mean, I would not still be sitting here alive if that's how we were operating because I physically would not be able to handle it by myself. And so I think it's unfair just for you to to have that perception of that you're just this dad that doesn't help that's not involved because so many times I actually think that you're a better parent than me like you I don't know like I feel like you're so involved like there are times I feel guilty because how involved you are because I'm like he's also the provider and providing so much to our family and then he's also just so good with our kids and so involved and so loving and you pray with them every night and you help with it. Like, heck, you've been cooking dinner way more than me for the last year. So I think that you're getting a little bit of a bad rap on the show. It's not necessarily not ever been true for us because it has been true in the past of who we were. But I feel like definitely in the last few years of having the third kid and then a fourth kid that I feel bad for you because I'm like, that's definitely not who you are. You are not a lazy father. And I know it doesn't really matter what other people think because I feel like what matters is like what's actually happening in our home and and how we're functioning. But it is true. Like you're a great dad and a great husband and very involved. Like I love the scene when you're just like sitting at the dining room table and they just keep cutting back to you like on your phone. And there was even a part where they're like, I think the kids should shower now, like as if you were like demanding that I put them in the shower. But that's not even the conversation we were having at that table. Like if you could tell, like somehow that clip was like brought in and you said that like it wasn't even what we were talking about at the table. So I just. And usually if the kids would take a shower, I mean, I was the one that would get them in there to take a shower. I mean, you did a lot of bath times. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the honest truth, right? Like ever since we've been having our problems with Sloan like Jeff is sometimes the only person who can get it under control like so he has to take over and be involved so that's the sad part because I'm like it makes it look like I just have all like all the duties which is not it's not true I do have a lot of duties and I feel like I should be proud about that but at the same time don't feel like you're not a good dad or a good father just because of what how they're yeah I'm okay with that and I, I think you know one thing and we can talk about the show, but I think just how other people can apply it to their lives. I know for me personally, you know, as, as Mandy, as we said, she assumed that role. So, I mean, that's kind of what she did. But I, I definitely, there was a time when, like, Mandy would take the kids to school, you know, because I had to be at the office. And then as, you know, my online business grew, where I didn't have to be the office at a, a set period of time. But I still kind of had that 
mentality, you know, like that mindset of like, that's just kind of what she does. But then now we got three kids and we got four kids. And initially, I think there was some resentment that I had to now do some of this stuff. And I think it's just something just, you know, just through prayer and, and just, you know, leaning on God just for guidance in this. And I think I shared this in a previous podcast, but I know there was a point in time when it finally hit me, like, I don't have to take my kids to school. I get to take my kids to school. Like, I have a lifestyle and a business and a home life to where I can leisurely either walk or drive my kids to school and have that 10 or 15 minutes with them, like every morning when a lot of people don't have that because they have to be at their jobs at eight o'clock and, you know, they can't be late or earlier than that, or they have to travel. I get to do that. And there are some mornings where I don't feel like I, I get to do that. And I'm like, crap, I got to do that. Right. But I just feel, you know, for me, like that's something that it, it took me a while to recognize that. And now I'm grateful that I get to do that. You know, I get to do these things and help out. I feel blessed now with having, you know, four kids and having recently moved and and to be able to help out with this transition because this has been, you know, it's been hard. It's been a struggle just uh, not living in currently in a rental home, listening to the previous podcast uh, to kind of outline that if you missed that one. And we're building a new home. So just certain things that we're still trying to get through, you know, as a family. And I just feel good that I can be there, you know, for her and the kids and and be the father that uh, you know my family needs. Yeah, and you definitely are. I feel like that's the thing that I just wanted to make clear because I hate for you that it looks like you're just like, hey, this lazy deadbeat dad. Like maybe if you actually got off your butt and did something, like your wife would want to do it with you. <laughs> well, maybe. I feel like that. I, maybe if it had been more than a while, I would actually want to help out around the house. <laughs> I'm not going to get caught up in uh, TV, but I will say we had no idea how the show would come out. Uh, we had no idea who the other families were. We had no idea that the show would revolve so much around intimacy. These are all things that we're just discovering, but I feel like God has a purpose. Like there's a reason. I don't necessarily know what exactly it is at this point. You know, at first I was angry because I was like, man, this is not how I thought this was going to be. You know, I was just too trusting and too, optimistic about, oh, this show, it's going to be great, you know? But I feel like, I don't know, these issues that are being brought to light with all of the families, really, because yes, everybody listening to this podcast, hopefully that you can relate to something that we're going to talk about on the show. But there's people out there, like I look at it and I think like, oh, like these other families, I can't relate to that. But somebody out there can. And that's why they have such a different a variety of people on the show. So I, I can see it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I'm kind of okay with just how it's turning out so far. Like it's, I've had to swallow it a little bit and just realize like that it is what it is. Yeah. I would say if you are either a longtime listener of the, the podcast or if you've been following Mandy on you know, her blog or Instagram, if you haven't watched the show yet, one thing I would ask is don't watch the trailer and don't watch a preview and make and base your opinion on our marriage, our family, the show off of that. Yeah. Just realize that any preview, any trailer is going to get be some off the wall, just, I don't know, extraordinary, trying to get just a, a crazy reaction, intrigue, interest, so that you'll, you'll tune in. You know, because that might not appeal to you, but that I think they, appeals to 90% of TV viewers out there. Mm -hmm. So that they want you to watch it. I would only ask is that, you know, watch the series, six episodes, and get through it. You know, we, you can watch on the app or you can uh, wait till they, sh they actually air on the show. 
itself. But once you actually get to the series, yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that were a little misrepresented, but I, I still feel good at the end of the day. Like, I guess I'm always the, the optimist, right? Like, it could have been a whole lot worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like if that's all they got from being in our house for four straight weeks, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that's what they got. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you are trying to come out and say that someone in your house had cameras and I just feel like, come on, like this is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But what I what I tell myself is that if somebody watched that show and they wanted to check out our podcast and then got plugged in the podcast and maybe the Facebook group and it helped them make their marriage more and we saved them from getting divorced and going down an ugly you know, stretching their marriage. Like, that's why. I mean, going back to the original purpose, like, that's why we did it. Right. Period. And so if we have to take it on the chin about a few things, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what people think. It matters what, you know, Lord God Only one opinion counts. Only one opinion counts. So. That's the truth about that. Boom. But reality TV, man. Yep. And people are like, is there going to be a season two? I'm not real sure about that. No, I don't know. (laughs) But I feel like, to answer that question, if there was a season two, it would all be based on ratings. And I think technically, like in our contract, we would have to do it. But I feel like I might negotiate that and be like, I don't know about season two. <laughs> I don't know if I would do it like this. I mean, I don't know. There's just there's a lot to think about and pray about. And it was a fun experience. It was a fun experience. And it definitely I know another thing that was out there was like, is this show scripted? And it's not scripted. But don't forget it is edited. And if you've ever been a part of anything in Hollywood or TV or really anything that even video production, you can edit things to look pretty much how you want them to look. And so I feel like just remember that with all the families, Yeah, you know, because yeah, not just us, that's all yeah, the families. I feel like remember that with all the families because uh, I'm sure that they have their own side to the story as well. Amen. Amen. So it'll be like, will we do an episode two recap? Actually, episode two is my favorite. I've like briefly watched them because it was on the computer and it was so annoying with all the commercials, which I'm probably not supposed to say that. But <laughs> episode two, from what I saw, was what I felt like the most normally represented like picture of like just daily life with the roses. Interesting. I'll have to. Yeah. I know we can't talk about it. I actually forgot what it was about. So yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it after. It's fun. I like it. It's, it's Sloan is funny in episode two. There you go. There's yeah. your teaser. And if you missed episode one, you need to hear his prayer because he has some good prayers at the dinner table. <laughs> he does. Hey, before we go, though, I want to make sure that uh, if you've not checked out the Marriage More Facebook community, this is a free group, a free community. We just open anyone that uh, is married that wants to either share some struggles or just share some wins and be able to offer uh, support, encouragement to other couples out there. You can check that out at marriagemore.com forward slash FB. That's F as in Frank, B as in boy, marriagemore.com forward slash FB. Or you can go to marriagemore.com and you'll see a link at the top of our website as well. So just click on the link and answer a few questions and you'll be in the group. We look forward to seeing you in there. I also would love if you have a chance to review the podcast on iTunes, you can go to marriagemore.com forward slash iTunes. And uh, that's actually, we took a bit of a break between season one and season two, and we saw so many awesome reviews there from people that had just discovered our podcast after we'd taken a break, and we've received so many messages on Facebook and Instagram just from everyone asking us where the Marriage More podcast went, and I mean, it's a lot of those messages and reviews is why we're here today. 
So you can check that out at meritmore.com forward slash iTunes. And to check out the show, it is on TLC on Monday nights at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time called Behind Closed Doors, The American Family. And so we'll have a link to that as well. And uh, I think until next time, this is your life. This is your marriage. And only you can make it more. It might be a while for the next time. A while. A while. So that's going to be like three days. Bye with me. (laughs) 